Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My opinion, this is the, this is the, I believe, third Monday Night Raw under Triple H's guidance and advisement since he, since he took over. And I think he's hit a home run all three times. <laughs> you know, we saw new matchups. Um, we saw the emergence of a new tag team, which I think, you know, we've done right, could be a pretty decent team. I like crazy last time. He's pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, so... So we'll get we'll get to that. Hello there, Greg. Hello. And FYI, the recording aspect on TalkShoe is different. Like I said, it was going to be on my Chromebook as it was on your phone. Okay. So I don't know if it's working. It might be. It might not be. Nothing came up in those little three dots in the left-hand corner to say record. So hopefully it's recording. If not, then I'm just going to throw it in the fucking garbage. Okay. We all set for Spotify? When you let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Not going to mention TalkShoe. And, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nostra Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, what's up? I'm Danny Justice is watching. Danny, thanks for tuning in. Um, well, I'm sure you heard my message before we came on live that I think Monday Night Raw is at a home run the last three weeks. I think last night's Monday Night Raw was absolutely fucking horrible. Worst Monday Night Raw I've seen in years. I can't remember a worse Monday Night Raw than last night's. So we'll have to get into it match by match. All righty. Oh, Mike, it was... Oh, I, I just... I don't even know if they want to talk about Monday Night Raw. It was so bad. I mean, you're laughing. I'm dead serious. I, I don't think there was anything about Monday Night Raw that was above a D minus. Even Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre? That maybe, if, if I had to give it a number grade, I'd probably give that one a 61. Even uh, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley? That was a 59. The best part of the show was when it ended, was when it ended, because then I was finally like, oh, thank God I can get away from this crap. Wow. Um, You know, I'm AEW, AEW all the way now, after last night's, after Monday night's Raw. Yeah, 
I'll let you start because I, I'm going to vomit if I have to talk about this first. Okay. Uh, they started off with a promo on the Judgment Day. Yep. Um, it could have been me, but I didn't see Rhea Ripley there. I just saw Finn and um, Damian Priest, and Damian was talking about his match against Edge uh, in Toronto, saying how he's going to end his career and you know, everything else, and uh, Damian Priest, you know, you better, you better be, uh, you better, what's that, that phrase, better watch what you hope, watch what you hope for, or something like that, or? Better watch what you wish for. Better watch what you wish for. Or watch uh, out for what you wish for, something like that. Yeah, I think Edge is ready to, you know, tear the judgment day down brick by brick, so... I thought it was a okay promo. Um, Damien Priest still needs a little bit of work on the mic. I think Finn Balor's good on the mic. So I gave, I gave the promo a C plus. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what you're watching. Rhea Ripley did come to the ring with them. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know if it was the the playback or if it happened live on USA, but the picture froze. I'm sitting there, you know, I kind of looked away for a second, and then they mentioned Rey Mysterio coming into the ring, but I looked at the t- looked up in the TV, it, it was froze. So I had the, you know, the audio is still going and everything. Um, but anyways, um, you know, Rey Mysterio attempted to attack them after their promos going on to just get beaten up, got DDT'd by Rhea Ripley into a chair. This is one of those things where one of these days, somebody's going to have to, you know, she's going to have to tussle with a male. I mean, if she can keep putting her hands on the men, why can't the men just haul off and clock her? That's why I gave this a cue. I couldn't give it a good letter grade because it was, I'm kidding. Um... (laughs) It, I mean, the promo was good. Once again, I didn't really see the initial attack because, like I said, I watched the recording of it because, unfortunately for me, I was sitting here listening to the fucking disgusting New York Yankees um, Whoops! last night and was just nauseated after the first inning with just three runs without even out. So I just turned the TV off, didn't want to have anything bother. It was just annoying. Um, and it was an okay promo. What what grade did you give it? I gave it a C plus. Okay, I I I'd agree with your C plus. Okay. Hey, we are uh, quite colorful tonight, Greg. You and your orange, me and my red. I don't know. I can't. All I see is this is this part of you is your neck up. I don't see anything else at all. Okay, because we're uh, we're quite colorful today. Okay. Um, then the first match of the night was the, um, second of the first round matches that were happening in Monday Night Raw for the women's tag team tournament, as it was Asuka and Alexa Bliss taking on Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. And the doll's back. Um... So that's why I gave this one an F right off the bat. Started an F because I was done with the doll. I didn't ever need to see the doll again. But 
Um, it just it's time to get rid of it. It it, it plays no use in her character. Um, I don't know. Um, the match itself was good. Uh, was it the best tag team match in the women's division I've ever seen? No. Um, was it better than last week's match? Mm, probably about the same. Um, was better than the match on SmackDown. Um, Oscar with that new submission. I don't even know what they call those. It was a submission I'd never seen. It was kind of like a modified arm bar with legs twisted around. I don't know. I'll call it the tarantula. Um, no, not tarantula. Um, arachnophobia. Cause I don't know. Snake. Whatever we want to call it. Um, Alexa Bliss coming around. Clocking Nikki ASH so she can't get in the ring to break up the submission. I'm done with this Nikki ASH superhero thing. We need to just bring back um, Sanity Nikki Cross. If this character's ever going to go anywhere else other than just being a joke, you might as well just put her in with Dana Brooke and Tamina into the 24-7 and just get her out of this tag team division totally. Um, but I, I sort of enjoyed the match. I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay. I definitely agree with your aspect on I'm done with the doll. You know, like you said, it serves no purpose. Uh, same thing with Nikki A.S.H. Her, I think her character was much better when she was Nikki Cross. And um, Drew Drop, well, I, I still believe she's getting a little bit better in the ring. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching the match. I, t- I thought it was pretty good. Um, now we're going to see Asuka and Alexa against um, Dakota Kai and Neo, and Neo's guy. I gave the match a C. Oh, okay. All right. Um, after that, we then um, had a little backstage brawl um, with Theory and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, there's really not much more. To, there's nothing really to grade. It was just something that happened, which then led to a match later on in the show. We then had the Miz and Chopper come down to the ring and go up against the unlikely pairing of Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Just reflect back on this was kind of like a tag team of um, Isle of Misfit Toys because really Miz and Champa don't look like they belong together, but they they performed well together. And this Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander pairing just came out of nowhere. I mean, absolutely nowhere. It's not like 
I mean, at least with, you know, Gable and Otis, which is another one that was an odd pairing, they, you know, they kind of, you know, worked with each other backstage first. Um, even Miz and Ciampa, things were happening where Ciampa was, you know, attacking people afterwards. And it, it just came out of nowhere and was just, you know, WTF uh, was the first thought I had. And I'm just like, okay, but it actually, they actually looked like they had been working together for a while. I don't know if they spent time um, at the performance center or what, you know, doing stuff on their own, working together, but they looked pretty decent. Um, the match was fun from beginning to end, which is something you really can't say a lot about a lot of, a lot of tag team matches. Um and obviously, I think the the quote unquote established team of Miz and Champa winning was the right call. We'll just have to see if this was just a one off or if we're actually going to see these guys, you know, wrestle a little bit more. I know the WWE is starting to get rather thin in the tag team division, um, and and if they're going to look to break up the Street Profits, they definitely have to bolster the roster. Um, with more tag team. So we'll let see where this one goes. Um, but I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. I actually gave it a B as a boy. Okay. Um, shortly after that, we had Drew McIntyre come out to the ring to cut an in-ring promo. Um, yeah, I go first this one, so I'm just going to continue on. Where he was, he was talking about, you know, I know I'm from SmackDown, but, you know, when I win the title, you're going to see me a lot more. I'm going to face blah, 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 blah. Am I boring you? Nope. No, okay. Not at all. I saw the yawn that you kind of tried to hide. Well, I apologize. <laughs> I got up like 20 minutes before we started the show. Okay. Um... And then before he can even think about saying Kevin Owens' name, Kevin Owens came out. And Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre cut one of the best face-to-face in-ring promos I've seen in quite a while. Um, Kevin Owens says he's going back to being the prize fighter and he's going after everything. Including whoever wins your Roman Reigns. And then Drew McIntyre not only used one, not two, but three words that used to be on the band list saying, you know, we're wrestlers. This is a wrestling ring. So why don't we just get together and wrestle? And then threw the mic, took off his shirt. And we then went to the match um, of Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Um, the only thing. I mean, when looking back at it, did it make sense the way they ended it? Yes. Um, having Usos come in, attack McIntyre, causing the match to end, um, Drew McIntyre winning by disqualification, because whether or not Drew McIntyre wins, Kevin Owens needs to stay in his main event picture. He's got the, the things that this man who sees, I mean, he's not an in-shape man. I mean, he's got that big old belly, 
Um, but the things this man can do in the ring, just and and the things that he does on the mic makes him a main eventer. So whether it is Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns that wins, he needs to stay credible by, by not losing. And you can't have Drew McIntyre lose before going up against Roman Reigns. So having Usos come in, at first I didn't like it, but I understand why they did it. I gave this an A minus. Okay. I um I agree to the aspect of you know, Kevin Owens definitely a main event kind of guy. He should stay in the main event picture with the best promo I've seen between two guys in a long, long time. Um, I read somewhere on one of the websites that it said Roman Reigns will not leave um will not leave Clash at the Castle with both belts. Now, I don't know which one they plan on having Drew McIntyre win or if he's going to win it all. Well, it's for the but, uh, Universal Championship. It's it's for the oh. WWE Unified, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So, which, is, which is the blue one? No, it's both. Oh, it's both. Well, He's the okay. undisputed champion. He has both belts. That's what's on the line. Oh, okay. Well, then that uh, website got to get their information together. But I agree with you. The match was good. I mean, it was it was great from beginning to end. I was surprised to see Kevin Owens come out. I thought Kerry and Cross would have made an appearance. But I was glad Kevin Owens did come out. It was a good match. I gave it an A. Yeah, as it's listed, singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Oh, okay. So, um, you gave it an A, you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, then after that, we went to the um, segment where it showed Riddle in his um, – Mother's, grandmother's, basement, wherever that was. Um, whether they were just joking about it because it was just a very, very generic-looking room, I don't know if that's where he was supposedly supposed to be. And then Seth Rollins came down to the ring, and what do you think? I thought the promo was... Eh. I mean, I think, I think the, the, the match between these two is going to be far more better than... Did the talking. Um, Riddle did challenge him to a magic clash at the castle, so obviously Riddle, you know, he, he got the clearance to to uh, compete. So I think this is going to be a knockdown, drag out type of match when it happens. Um, Seth Rollins, well, Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins. I don't know if they're going to put him back in the title picture if or when. Roman, Roman decides to lose. I, I don't know. I really wish they would do something with Seth Rollins as far as the title match goes. But, you know, that's between WWE and the wrestler itself. I, I gave the whole thing a B minus. Okay. Um, it's been over three years since Seth Rollins has held any type of title in the WWE. Just to give you a little uh, reflection on that, how long it's been. Um, You know, Seth Rollins coming down, you know, 
um, Riddle, you know, showing that, hey, you know, during the little thing back and forth, that he was actually there um, in D.C. where I believe Monday Night was in Washington, D.C. don't remember the name of the arena off the top of my head. And then he came down, and as he started to go in the ring, Seth Rollins went to give him a curb stomp, and he missed, and then he went running through the crowd, or Riddle chasing through the crowd. So we didn't get, you know, the, the fisticuffs that we wanted. Um, he did announce in his little backstage thing that he was medically cleared. Rollins had joked about, you know, the announcement's probably going to be that Riddle's going to have to retire. And he started out kind of somber and then said, nope, I'm clear. Chal- you know, later on in the show, um, challenged Seth Rollins to a match at Clash of the Castle. Whether this is a straight-up match or if there's some type of stipulation, that we'll have to find out at a later date and time. Um, that's assuming the match does become official. Um, but it was quick. Did we really need the whole fake being at home when he's really there? I mean, I know it's a big backstage area, but eh, I don't know. <clears throat> I- I'm going to give the whole thing a C plus. All right. Joe Renda is watching. Joe, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we then went to the um, long, quote-unquote, long-awaited return of Veer Mahan. Um, as he took on a, a independent wrestler by the name of Bo Teller, um, B-E-A-U-X. And, I mean, it, it was, it was a Veer Mahan match. Um, yeah, this guy ran around a little bit, got a couple moves in here, a couple moves there, but it's just... You know, it's like that moth that flies around that, that lamp with the blue light in it. You know, it's going to fly around. Eventually, it's going to fly too close and get zapped, and that's it. It's done. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, flew around a little bit, you know, just like an annoying gnat, like an annoying, annoying moth around the, the, the light. Um, didn't really care for it. Same match we've seen. Veer Mahan's done nothing different in any of his matches. Just a squash match against another nobody. I gave this a D plus. All right. <laughs> hey, like I said off the air when I talked to you yesterday, I thought the guy was ready for an upset. I mean, he had a couple of drop kicks there and a punch or two. And no, that was that just you know that guy's got three of those guys could be fair behind. But uh, yeah, he's getting um, he's getting kind of boring to watch because, like you said, it's the same thing. You know, he comes in, he beats up on a nobody, gives him a finishing maneuver, and and that's that. I mean, I really wish they would put him in a, in a match on Monday Night Raw against somebody credible to see how well he does. Right. Then maybe, maybe it'll change my perspective on Veer Mahan. But like you said, he just does the same thing every single week against no-name talent. I gave it, a, I gave it an F. And, and it's it's not even, I mean, if you read the results from, you know, main event or from, you know, that the live shows they have on the weekend, and, and he's fighting R-Truth. He, he's fighting, he's not, you know, not anything against R-Truth, don't get it wrong, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, the 285 um, title range of the 24-7 champion, 
alone gets you in the Hall of Fame. But it, it's start. I mean, they're not even quote unquote practicing giving him matches against solidified competition, and that's what I need to see. The next match on the card was for the United States title, as it was Bobby Lashley against AJ Styles. In my opinion, I thought this was the best match of the night. First time these two have ever faced each other. They didn't disappoint. I mean, AJ Styles very, very could have very easily won the United States title. Monday night, I mean, it was a good match. Went back and forth both ways. Was I surprised that Lashley got a pin on Styles? Yeah, because I thought he would have ended it with the hurt lock. But um, I thought I thought the match was a really good match. Like I said, I thought it was the best match of the night. And I'm going to give this one, not an A+, plus, but I'm going to give it a, a, a strong A. Okay, um, I would like to agree. I would, I would like to agree with you, but I can't. Um, there was a component to this match, to me, that took away from the match, and that was the Miz and Ciampa coming down ringside for no reason at all. Um, I mean, they wound up getting tossed from ringside during a commercial break which is fine. And and just the aspect of the promo between Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens really got you juiced up for that match. As juiced up as I could have been for this match, once again, when Miz and Ciampa came down, didn't really, I mean, obviously they didn't have any um, say in the, in the decision, but it, it just took some away. So I, I can't agree that this was the best match of the night. Um, was it still a very, very, very good match? Oh, absolutely. Um, I know I gave the other one A minus. I'll give this one an A minus, but like, like this one's like borderline B plus. Um, I, I mean, I did like it. I, I, I'm also going to disagree with, with the hurt lock. Um, I think this was a match that needed to end in a pin because I think that, I don't know, to me, losing by a submission makes you look like a bigger loser than if you lost by pin. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, I think losing by submission is showing how much more powerful of an, you know, an opponent you are. And just not that AJ Styles ever can lose credibility in a WWE, for God's sakes. I mean, he's AJ Styles. But right. once again, I gave this a very low A-. minus. Okay. After that, we then had a singles match, a women's match, um, Dakota Kai and Dana Brooke. Well, <sighs> sorry, I just got a little blocked nose problem here. It's annoying me. Um, I mean... I guess this was Dakota's kind moment to to shine as a singles, quote-unquote singles wrestler. We've seen her in, you know, a tag team match and, and just, like, little brawls already. 
Um, but let's show what she can do as a singles match, and we put her against Dana Brooke, um, the 24-7 champion. They have a straight-up singles match. Dakota Kai wins, but she's not the 24-7 champion, which, I, I don't know, I thought the 24-7 champion title was defended at all times, any times, except for in tag team matches. Although we did have a tag team match with a 24 set. What the? Just get rid of the fucking belt. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I just, you know, going to start pulling on my hair. Um, it, it was what it was. I mean, it was a, a, a C minus. Okay. I, I totally agree with the grade. Um, I totally agree with the aspect of the match. I mean, Dana, I mean, Dana Brooke is Dana Brooke. Dakota Kai, I mean, I was kind of hoping when she was released from NXT, I was kind of hoping that she would show up eventually back in WWE, but I didn't think at that time it was possible because I think Dakota Kai has a good future. I mean, I, I think she's a, a pretty good wrestler. Um... Her, her as a tag team with EO, EO uh, Sky, I mean, that, that could elevate her career a little bit, especially if they win the tag team championships, which they're probably you know, on their way to doing. I think the only other team that really stands a chance to, to beat them is the team they're facing next Monday, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. But um, I, overall, I gave it a C- as well. Okay. And you're right with the 24-7 title. I mean, why didn't she win it? It's supposed to be defended 24-7. Right. Um, and then I just said, early in the evening, we saw a little backstage brawl between Ziggler and Theory, um, which then led to the quote-unquote main event of the night, where it was Theory against Dolph Ziggler. Trim? Okay. I have to admit to you and everybody out there, I did see the match, but I did not see the ending. Um, I thought that the two, you know, were going at it pretty well. I, I, when Ziegler first came out and sat ringside during a, a, a theory match, I, I said to myself, I said, this is going to be a match between these two, and I think it's going to be a pretty decent match. Um, you know, Ziegler is definitely a, a Hall of Famer in his own right. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be a pretty good program. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think somewhere along the line, we might see a match between these two for the suitcase or for the briefcase. They've done that before. They don't need to do that again. This isn't Vince McMahon's WWE anymore either. So, True. So, unfortunately, though, I'm going to have to agree to that why didn't you see that? You said you watched Monday Night Raw. That's what you told me yesterday. You watched Monday Night Raw. Why didn't you see the ending? Because I fell asleep. But you didn't. You you told me we were, oh, I just got done watching Monday Night Raw when we talked yesterday. You said you came home, you took a nap, you took a shower, you took a nap, and then you watched Monday Night Raw. When did you fall asleep? Just before the end of the then why don't you just rewatch it? I don't get you, Trip. I don't. I don't understand. Sometimes I really don't. You know we're gonna be talking about it. I, I just it baffles me. Um, this was the second best match of the night. 
It really was. I'm going to say that. I think it was a little bit better than what you thought was, a bad, was the best match of the night um, in the Bobby Lashley AJ Styles match. Um, Theory winning it clean was what, to me, made it that much better of a match. If Ziggler had won with a zigzag and a super kick, I think it would have taken away. But Theory winning clean really, to me, made the match. Um, it, it seemed like since SummerSlam we hadn't seen theory, we hadn't seen theory at all. Um, I was thinking, oh God, here we go, another regretful money in the bank, you know, briefcase win by somebody, and then they put him prime time main event against Dolph Ziggler, a bona fide main eventer, and he wins. It was it was an excellent match. I'm also giving this one uh, an A minus. So the top A minus of a 93. This one a 91.5, and then the other a 90. Alrighty. So overall, I mean, in my eyes, it was we're not going to say a roller coaster, but it was an elevator show, up and down, up and down, up and down. There wasn't really much middle of the road. It was either good or it was bad. Um, and that was the only, to me, inconsistent booking that, that we used to see from Monday Night Raw. That's why I can't say it was the best Monday Night Raw. was. I mean, it's the first Monday Night Raw SmackDown premium live event where I, they put on three A matches um but i'm gonna give it a b minus i'll give it a b minus overall very low b minus all righty i uh i definitely agree with you um like i said you know since triple h took over i think monday night raw has been elevated quite a bit like i said we've seen first time matches we haven't seen which was drew mcintyre versus kevin owens we never saw those two against each other Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles. That was the first time between those two. The new pairing of Ali and Cedric Alexander. I don't know if they're going to continue with that tag team, but I um, I thought it was decent. I I definitely agree with their grade of a B minus. Definitely. Okay. Very good. All righty, and that was our Monday Night Raw recap. Now, we're going to get to the best part of the show, and we hope everybody enjoys it because this man has always got the news, and it's 96.8% accurate, whatever he has. So, it's my, part of, my favorite part of the show is Nuggies News. So, Greg, floor is yours. Thank you very much, Trib. Um little update here on, on well, I'm not sure update, but there's been speculation going rampant about who else Triple H is going to be bringing back or who else is going to come up from NXT, what else may happen, who else is going to get pushed, who's not going to be pushed. Um, it was reported a couple weeks ago that Shawn Michaels was given the task to reach out to Johnny Gargano. Um, it has been reported that the, those talks went rather well, um, well enough to Johnny Gargano to actually request a meeting with Triple H directly to kind of see what 
creative, quote unquote, creative ideas Triple H may have for um, him going forward. So it, it's, you know, he's coming up. He, he's ready to possibly jump back in the pool. But he just, he wants to know maybe how deep the defense is. Um, and doesn't want to just jump in to find out that it's, you know, four feet deep. Or is it 12 feet deep? Yeah, you know, is he jumping in the water and confined? Or is it just, okay, jump in the water and go wherever you, this is where we're going to have you go and go wherever you want. So little little positive news there. Okay. Um, there's been a kind of a, a viral video um, that was an Instagram live where The Rock was on and was joined by Becky Lynch, um, who was in a vehicle, and they were talking about. Um, Sorry, phone call. Go away. Deny. Um, an incident with the shield and how they attacked him. And he started talking about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you see Becky Lynch kind of pan the camera over and then poof. And the driver's seat was, was Seth Rollins. And just kind of reminiscing about the time that they, they picked him up and power slammed him down. Um, onto the onto the announcer's table, and it actually caused some blood vessels to actually break, and he actually started, he tasted his own blood and had his own blood in his mouth. And it was quite, quietly said, I mean, Roman and him are cousins, and Roman said, you okay, Us? And The Rock said, without even batting an eye before, he could even take in a breath deep enough to speak <laughs> Seth Rollins came back with who gives a shit <laughs> and just you know not, not, just a little you know little story about there um, okay but the speculation once again with The Rock doing little things like this with WWE talent is do we still see that pathway to Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania um, in Hollywood, trying to make it this huge extravaganza. So my question for you is if they did decide to have Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania 39, does it have to involve a title to make it be as big as it can be? Or could they make it be as big as they need it to be without a title being um, defended or, or in line? I don't think there needs a, a title to be involved. I mean, I think that, that I think that people have been talking about this match for quite a while. Um, you know, The Rock definitely a bona fide Hall of Famer. Roman Reigns going to be a future Hall of Famer. I, I just think that this is the match that people want to see, whether it's, whether it's title or not. And I know it would be one match that I would be looking forward to seeing. And um, I think it'll be good. I think it'll, the match will be just as good with or without a title. Okay, I I totally agree. Um, I think it built up right, and I think you know they can. They have plenty of time. I think they could do it. You know, just as exciting. Um, 
The Rock also mentioned to Becky Lynch, um, who was in her her arm race, um, asked how she was feeling, and she said that um, she gave a very encouraging update, saying it's healing up real quick. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling really good. So her potentially being out to the Royal Rumble may not be the aspect of it. Um, it's already been reported that there was no surgery needed. Um, she would be able to rest, you know, for it to heal and then do physical therapy. Um, and then make her return. A, well, I don't, I don't know if she's, I, I, I mean, do you think somebody has to be signed with WWE to work out at the Performance Center? Don't know the answer. Possibly, possibly not. It wasn't a tryout, but it's been reported that Brandy Rhodes has been training at the Performance Center. Um, is it possible that she's looking to make an impact on the WWE roster itself? Do you think under enough of Brandy Rhodes that she could make an impact on the WWE roster? Um, I really don't know because I've never really seen Brandy Rhodes compete. Right. I mean, I don't watch AEW, so I don't know how good she is. Maybe that's one of the reasons why she's been training at the Performance Center because she wants to hone her skills and make noise in the women's division. If it happens, well, good luck to her. But I, like I said, I really can't expound on that right now because I've never seen her compete. Okay. And I thought I had another article here. I don't know where it went. Oh, boy. I didn't save it. Um, so, you know what, folks, that's going to be it for Nuggies News. I did have another article that I read that I thought I bookmarked, and I'm not going to sit here and go through the 15 pages of, you know, whatever to try and scroll to find it. Um, but, Trib, do you have anything else with um, any indie news? Yes, I do. But before I get to that, I want to just get your opinion on something real quick, Greg. Um, what did you think of the appearance of the hand? During the Ziggler, um, Ziggler um, theory uh, confrontation in the back, who could that be? I mean, that that's was interesting. A, that's true. When you showed it on uh, the page, it was like, what the hell? And then when I saw the match, when they were going, when I saw the altercation in the back, and I saw the hand come out like that, it's like, wow. I said, I wonder if that was Bray Wyatt. No. Because later on in the show, um, and I didn't notice this until after I had spoken with you about that hand yesterday, um, somebody showed a still photo of Dexter Loomis, and he had the exact same glove on. Oh, okay. So, now, right. could it be WWE or Triple H's way of kind of throwing a curveball at us and just trying to... You know, just keep us thinking and keep us guessing. Absolutely. But they there was another still photo on Twitter that I saw that Dexter Loomis was wearing the exact the, the, that same glove. All righty. Uh, all right, so let me get to a couple of indie 
shows that are coming up here. September 2nd, DAPW presents the return of King of Paradise Tournament, which returns. I'll do right back. Qualifying matches will be on September 2nd. Uh, there has been nothing, uh, nothing else said about it right now. That was just, uh, that's just what I read. Uh, bell time is at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. And the King of Paradise tournament will be held at the Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling School at 662 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut. So, best of luck to all the people that are in that tournament. <coughs> also, September 10th, Northeast Wrestling on 40 Peck Road in Bethany, Connecticut, is having another show. And they had a 20-man battle royal on their last card, with the winner of the battle royal getting a shot at Northeast Wrestling Champion Dan Mass. Well, winning the battle royal was one half of the Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champion, Trayvon Jordan. So now Trayvon Jordan gets the title match against Dan Mapp September 10th at Northeast Wrestling on Peck Road in Bethany. So definitely stay tuned to that match because that should be a good match. I mean, Dan Mapp is like 5'9", 275, so he's like, a, he's like the independent wrestling answer to Otis. Right. He's a big boy. Raphael, thanks for tuning in. Um, the other one that I have is... Also, PAPW, Sunday, September 25th, 2 p.m. at the Cadillac Ranch in Southington. Uh, there has been no confirmed matches yet. Um, I haven't really heard anything. And uh, hopefully, you know, PAPW has been putting on some good shows. So hopefully they'll, uh, they'll have another good show coming up. And, well, another thing I want to mention, too, is also Clash at the Coliseum, once again, on Central Avenue in Bridgeport, which is this weekend coming up, August 19th. It is the Triple Threat Match, which, uh, oh, my God, this is going to blow the roof off the place. Marcel Williams versus Chris Battle versus Bloodsaw, which I believe is probably three of the top indie wrestlers not only in the Northeast, not only in Connecticut, but in the Northeast as well. So I think that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous show. You know, you definitely are anywhere, if you're anywhere in the area of these shows, definitely stop in and check it out because we also have Tough and Talented Wrestling on September the 10th, their one-year anniversary. Um, I'm getting a ma- I'm going to be getting a list of matches this weekend. Uh, I'm Big Vinny hasn't uh, put any of the matches together yet because he really doesn't know what's going on as far as who can make it, who can't. But I'll have something going on with that Tough and Talented card, which is being held on September 10th in Torrington, Connecticut. So that's what I got for Indie News. Can I add one more for you? Yes, you can. Um, this weekend on the 20th, um, once again, making a return to the Taco Festival, um, 12 to 6 at Salmon Brook Park in Granby, Connecticut. PAPW will present Lucha Libre Wrestling um, while they are there. So once again, that's Saturday, August 20th from 12 to 6. Okay. 
Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now we're going to be discussing Clash at the Castle. I believe it's about two and a half weeks away, three weeks away. Um, and, uh, yeah. What do we have? What do we have right now for a card? Has anything changed? Anything been well, added? Well, they do list um, Riddle versus Seth Rollins as the fourth match right now. Um, other than that, it's the same three. Um, once again, Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre um, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Liv Morgan taking on Shayna Baszler for the Women's SmackDown Championship. And then the six-woman tag match, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka against Bailey, Dakota, and Io. Okay. One thing I wanted to mention to you, which I read about on one of the websites, and I figured you didn't mention it because it was probably not that relevant to you, but what did you think of the message Trish Stratus sent out about her making her return? Oh, that was that was that was the other article that I had. That's exactly what it was. Um, no, geez. Okay, sorry. Um, I mean, they're making this big announcement. Like, she's like, I'm going to say to you the thought that ran through my head because what you just said was the title of the article. What the fuck? It's because it's in Toronto, Canada. So she'll make an abbreviated appearance at Monday Night Raw. It's not the first time she's done it. It won't be the last time she's going to do it. She's not going to come and announce an amazing comeback and and want to challenge Bianca Belair to a match or say, I want the winner of Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan. No, it's in Toronto, Canada, where she's from. I don't know if she still lives in Toronto, but she still lives in Canada, at least near Toronto. That's uh, it's me. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was anywhere else, you wouldn't even have heard a word about it. Well, no. If she's going to make an appearance anywhere on Raw, no matter where it is, whether it's in Toronto or Timbuktu, yeah, you want to hear about it. But it's, I mean, correct. Okay, I will eat my own. I don't know. I'll. I don't know. I'll eat a something weird if she does announce something that's going to be longer and prolonged and I'm making the comeback. If that happens, I mean, I'll thoroughly be embarrassed, but no, it's just because it's in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Toronto's going to be making some noise this week with uh, Edge returning and, you know, like you said, Trish Stratus. So, Edge, Edge, Edge returning. He just missed one week. What do you mean returning? He hasn't, he hasn't competed in a match in Toronto in over 15 years. Oh. I thought so, you meant like returning to WWE. Oh, no. Returning to Toronto to compete in a match after 15 years is pretty huge for the people in Toronto. So, but yeah, I think... Um, I really think that Clash, Clash at the Castle 
could be a, a good show. I mean, I don't know what else they're going to be adding or who else they're going to be adding. I would like to see a U.S. title match. I don't think we will. Um, if anything, like, once again, with Gunter, who's actually, I, 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 I stand corrected on this. Gunther is not German. He's Austrian. He's okay. from Austria, not Germany. They're they're okay. like, you know, United States and Canada. They're right next to each other. Um, but with him being European, I think he will be there to wrestle against Nakamura. Okay, yeah, I was just about to say, I think they're gonna put Nakamura against uh, against Gunther. Um I mean, I could live with it, I could live without it, but if they have that match, is there a possibility that we could see a returning Rick Boogs to help Nakamura win the Way, title? way, 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 way too soon. Okay, so way too soon. Far more serious than I thought it was. What do you mean? He blew out his knee. Bailey missed missed thirteen months. This guy's only been out for six, not even six. It oh, happened at WrestleMania. It happened at WrestleMania, oh. so it's been four months. Oh, okay. I see longer than that. No, it happened at WrestleMania. Okay. And uh, yeah, like you said, you know, I think you know we're we're going to see Gunther against Nakamura, which I believe is going to be a really good match. Um. Like I said, I would like to see the U.S. title defended. Um, but could it be defended? But could it be Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles again? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, could we see maybe Siri threatening another cat game? Between, possibly. Um, Quite possibly. Between, between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, seeing as how that third element it's not in the match. I mean, that's the third element. Um, because, you know, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, you know, it's not in the cards for him to do that. But I think it's going to happen. If it happens, it might happen at this pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't I think like so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, but does something happen, whether it be on SmackDown this week or next week or whatever? Does Karrion Cross make his way into it being making it a triple threat match? Yeah. Exactly. And uh, another thing, too, you had mentioned about how, you know, really getting tired of seeing the doll with Alexa Bliss and it really serves no purpose. In a way, my aspect of that is I'm kind of getting a little tired of seeing the Usos going after the Drew McIntyre all the time. I mean, I understand they want to set a precedent. Yeah, they they're part of the point. bloodline, and, and they're yeah. standing up for the tribal chief. Yep, and it's just, I mean, it's making it a little bit, for me, it's like, well, you kind of expect it. When McIntyre's in the ring, you're just going to sit there and wait and say, okay, you yourself will be coming out soon. Let's see what happens now. And... I think when they came out, it kind of spoiled the match between Owens and McIntyre. That's exactly why I, I mean, that's exactly why I said the other match was better. Yeah. 
no, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. I want to, okay. So who do you want? Who would you rather have had one? Are you going to, are you going to stop Kevin Owens by having him lose cleanly to Drew McIntyre? Well, then there goes his main event push. Without the interference, I think uh, I think Drew McIntyre would have won the match. But, but right, but then that automatically stops any potential main event push for Kevin Owens. He lost. Okay, so by the use of doing that, it gives him another chance. It keeps them both in the main event picture going forward. Instead of carrying cross, do you see a possibility of a triple threat match with Kevin Owens gets added? No, because I've got a feeling. See, I I'm having this thing in my head where I'm trying to find the next tag team that's going to take the titles from the Usos. So, if I were at the at the um, creative table um, with everybody and sitting there and I'd, I'd say, okay, you know, after the meeting was over, I, I'd pull Triple H aside and say, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to have the Usos attack Kevin Owens. Not Drew McIntyre. Kevin Owens. Not once. Not twice. Maybe several weeks. Where? Where? No, where? Sammy Zane with the Usos? Yes. Because Kevin Owens has already expressed the desire to form a tag team with Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane could, you know, get screwed over by the bloodline also. Or maybe that's how they can do it. Sammy Zane gets screwed over by the bloodline and he's looking for help, and that's when he reaches out to Kevin Owens. Because We've got to find another credible team. If not, the Usos are going to have a two-year reign as tag team champions, just like Roman Reigns has now. Right. And, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would make a tremendous tag team to go against the Usos. And that's how I see that happening. Just like you said, you know, the Usos will screw over Sami Zayn and, you know, he'll be looking or some retribution, or they're attacking him in the ring, and then Kevin Owens works out. This could also be something that automatically happens if rumors are true that they're doing a draft in early September. Because, oh, excuse me, then maybe Owens and Sami Zayn get drafted and are on the same brand. Because right now they're not. One's on Raw, one's on SmackDown, so it doesn't really work. Um, But maybe one gets drafted, you know, Sami Zayn gets drafted to to Raw, or Kevin Goins gets, you know, drafted to SmackDown. We'll just have to see how that all works itself out. And now now you mentioned the draft. Um, Do you think you could put it into perspective on who do you think would make the biggest splash in the draft? Like, let's just say WWE drafts carrying across the SmackDown. Do you think he'll so, have better success on SmackDown? I mean, I mean are, are you saying he's right now a Raw superstar? Uh, 
seen him on Raw. I've only seen Karrion Cross on SmackDown. I've never on seen him on Smackdown, Raw. Rather. SmackDown, right. I keep forgetting he came out to attack uh, McIntyre during his his face to face with Roman. Right. And now it's on SmackDown. But um, but I I think he'll make a, a profound impact on the draft wherever he goes. I mean, well, it it, it all depends on what they're doing with with whoever wins the title. I mean, I, I know it, it's it's you know the undisputed universal whatever blah blah blah. So it, it's dependent on either show and. Jim McIntyre said he's going to come to Monday Night Raw so he can, you know, defend against A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, so it doesn't matter what show he gets strapped to. Um, right. So it's, it's I mean, as far as making the biggest impact to me, would be it, it would it would have to be if he loses the title Roman Reigns to Raw something like that I mean um where he's no longer quote unquote on his show and then in the reverse um maybe they bring Charlotte over with him and then put Becky and Seth on SmackDown. Okay. This way they can start their slow build to Becky versus Ronda um, at next year's WrestleMania. Right. Now, I don't know how you feel about this guy as a wrestler or, or in his career or his gimmick or anything else, but where do you see WWE and Triple H and what do you think they're going to do with Dexter Lewis? I don't really care. Okay. I never thought anything of him in WWE. Um, and, and did you see anything from NXT at all? No, the only thing I saw was uh, Indy Hartwell got a letter from him. Yeah, with index and the heart on the front. And it's, uh, give me a fucking break. If, they, if, if they're stupid and dumb and idiotic and Triple H brings up Indy Hartwell to repair her with him, uh, I mean, then just put Vince back in charge. Right. I, I agree. Because that was something that happened when Triple H was out of the picture. And it had, you know, his heart issues and, and was no longer in charge of NXT. And, you know, Vince McMahon and uh, was Bruce Pritchard or whatever took over creative for NXT. And we just got... Fuck up after fuck up after fuck up storylines, which almost ruined NXT. Yep. So, I mean, I, I hope that, uh, I mean, I think they're going to do something with him when they wouldn't have him out doing the role that he's doing. But what role I, is he doing? We don't know what role he's doing. I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what's the role that he's doing? I mean, right now, is he, I mean, now, People may automatically quote unquote assume that he's stalking AJ Styles. But who else was in the ring during his first appearance and who was ringside in his first appearance? Miz. Ms. 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 Ms.
it's AJ Styles. But once again, why why couldn't it be the Miz? Right. Another question I want to bring up to you is WWE. The WWE does bring back Johnny Gargano. Yep. Which I think could be a very strong possibility. Do you see the WWE maybe doing something with him and Ciampa again? I would have thought that. Now I'm not sure because they've, they've kind of gotten old Ciampa paired off with the Miz. Um, I mean, Gargano and Ciampa were a tag team when I first started watching NXT, you know, DIY, and they were awesome. I mean, they, they were, you know, a dominant tag team. Um, but, you know, with Ciampa being kind of paired up with Miz, I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they would do. Right. And if they don't, do you see uh, Johnny Gargano maybe being a, um, I don't want to say mid-card, because I don't think Johnny Gargano is a mid-card wrestler, but do you see him being a, um, maybe an IC title holder somewhere or a US title holder well, somewhere. See, I, I can. I mean, I consider that mid card. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't consider that. I mean, main event is main event. That's the big title. To me, mid card are the the mid level titles I see in US. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure size wise. Let's see. Five eight buck ninety, I don't know, something like that. But uh let's see. Um, yeah, so five five ten two hundred pounds. Okay. And uh, I think he can I think he can hang with some of the guys on the main roster right now. Yeah. You know, him and Theory, him and Ziggler. Him and Ziggler would probably be a really good match. Gargano, Dolph Ziggler. Um, you know, but, you know, like you were saying before, you know, some of the guys are going to get, you know, this is the first time in what, four weeks we've seen Peter Mahan. Yeah, four easily. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you were correct in your, in your aspect of saying, you know, him and, Omos will get lost in the shuffle, I think, you think, because Omos hasn't been around in, what, two weeks? Something like that? Well, yeah, but that's only two weeks. I mean, yeah. Theory wasn't around in three. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, okay, there's this... I mean, not everybody... And, and that's the thing with, with Triple H. I think that's going to be the one thing we're going to have to expect. Yes. You're going to have... Your main event guys that are going to be on every week or at least three out of four weeks in a month. It's the other 75 to 80% that are going to circulate through. So no one storyline gets overused. Um, So, yeah, I think you're going to see wrestlers that you'll see once, maybe twice a month. Um it's those wrestlers that you're going to see once every two months or every three months that you're going to have to worry about. Before Vince retired, what storyline do you think the WWE played out too much? Oh, gosh. 
Uh, I, I don't know, Mike. There's so many. Uh, I mean, everyone. Everyone <laughs> that stuck out to you or something. Not really. Not that just jumped right out, right out at me. Um, uh, I mean, you could also look at not only maybe went on too long, but the ending was stupid. I mean, Mysterio's and Veer Mahan. I mean, that went on too long. I think right now, New Day Viking Raiders is going on too long, and that's that's Triple H's watch. Um, I mean, I think even though I enjoyed the matches and I was, you know, watched all the matches that they had, in my opinion, I think what went on too long was um, who shows in the Street Profits. Whether mm. it was in a tag team match or whether it was one-on-one, it seemed like every week that's what we were getting on Monday Night Raw. Them in a tag team match against each other, or them one on one against each other. Well, we only got we only got we only got tag team matches against each other at at pay per views. We didn't. It was the rotating singles matches, um, which is once again something that I think we're gonna see. I mean, you're gonna see those. You know, Seth Rollins took on Montez Ford one week, then Angela Dawkins the next. Does that mean that that's too much? Or does that show that, you know, Seth Rollins, quote-unquote, main eventer, is on every week, and Montez Ford, Angela Dawkins, singles-wise, aren't main eventers, so they're going to be the ones that are going to be circulating through? in the show and that's the first time you mentioned our 500th episode I would have thought maybe you would have mentioned oh you forgot oh, no, you I forgot was, well, I was into talking about some of this stuff and, <laughs> so, but yeah I'm definitely looking forward to it it's a big milestone I'm glad that Matt's going to be able to join us he's looking forward to it have you reached out to anybody else I mean have you heard yeah. from anybody else or no, I haven't You know, Red listen. Academy. Okay. All right. I, I reached out to Bull okay. Red. I uh, sent a message to Ron Zombie. Uh, hopefully, those guys will uh, be in touch. I think I'm going to hear from Dredd pretty soon because every time I send Dredd a message, regardless of what it is, he, you know, it, it's almost guaranteed he'll get back to me. So I'm just waiting to hear back from him. You know, he's busy being a single dad and everything and takes care of the kids with a daughter in college and. You know, Everything else, so. But, yeah, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a monumental episode. Looking forward to it. I mean, I couldn't have done five hundred. We couldn't have done five hundred episodes without each other, because I, I really enjoy the, you know, the camaraderie we have and the conversations and the, 
you know, agreeing to disagree and everything else. And, you know, I mean, I know you're follow, I know you've been following wrestling, um, probably not as long as I've been. No. No. You're one of the most not, you're one of the most knowledgeable guys that I've, uh, that I've seen in wrestling. You do put a good spin and a good act aspect to the show and, and to the conversations that we have. Yeah, and one thing I will fully admit, I am not, and I repeat, not a wrestling historian. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't sit there and I, I mean, 95% of anything I have to look up uh, through Google or, you know, you know, look up my, my, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I have some memories, but not, you know, right. that I can just pull out of my ear like yep. trivia, like Mr. Trivia does. And uh, one of well, that 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 match that match was on WrestleMania three. Um, it, it was actually at um eight thirty seven in the evening and lasted seventeen minutes and forty two seconds with seven near pinfalls. I, I mean, Trim pulls stuff like that out um out of out of the air sometimes, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and uh, you know, one of our usual listeners that uh, you know chimes in, uh. When we're on the show, unfortunately, he wasn't unable. He was unable to join us today. But I just send out happy birthday wishes to one of our viewers, Dave Pulowski. Um, want to wish him a happy forty seventh birthday. So, and then one of my friends, who's an indie wrestler, well, we go back a ways even before um, when the top rope report first started, and before Greg joined um, joined up. April Graves. Um, I remember seeing him quite a few times in an indie, show, uh, indie shows performing, so I want to wish him a happy birthday as well. So, uh, I understand that Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are going to be face-to-face on SmackDown this week. Yes. Could we see Terry and Cross again? Quite possibly. I think at the very, I think at the very least we'll see is uh, Scarlet again, like this past week. I mean, we saw Karen Cross backstage, but right. Scarlet came out to the to the ring. Now, there's a lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans, I'm pretty sure I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure there's quite a few wrestling fans that are looking forward to seeing Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Me okay. one of them. Do you think if they add Terry and Cross to this match, it's going to take something away from it? Yep. Uh, so do I. Yep, I totally agree. They they don't need. I mean, do you want to have him? If there's the potential cash in, um, would I mind seeing carrying Cross? Slug theory preventing him from cashing in and then confronting whoever the winner is. That would be, you know, the latter part would definitely be the, you know, the, the better scenario for me personally. You know, I, I don't need him getting involved. I don't need them adding it to him. I want to see, you know, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Then after the match is over, um, I want to see Bray Wyatt. I mean, Karrion Cross. 
you know, come into the ring. Um, okay, I can, uh, I can, I can follow your point there. Um, now the Karrion Cross return was like a big surprise to me. It was a big surprise to a lot of other people. Oh yeah. Um, if WWE plays this up right, do you think Karrion Cross could be just as good a champion as Roman? No, no, no. No, right now there's nobody. I there there I don't think there's anybody right now on the WWE roster that could do what Roman has done for the last two years. Okay. I I would agree with that. I mean the man's the man's the face of the company. Right. And he defends the title, comes out, gives A plus promos all the time. Right. Uh, he really doesn't need Paul Heyman at the mouthpiece like Brock Lesnar did, but Paul Heyman just adds to it. Right. Right. So that's what makes it interesting. So, all right, Greg. So, anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing else that I can think of. All right. So, the big day is Sunday, our 500th episode. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. I believe it's going to be in the afternoon. Matt DeCourt was saying that 3 o'clock would, be, would work good for him, and we would definitely like to, you know, have our guest on when we're on, because that would, that would make, definitely make sense. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Once you get another great show, a lot of great information, and um, we'll have to see what SmackDown is going to bring on Friday. And what they're going to do with SmackDown on Friday. Yeah, well, we know they had the, the next um, batch of uh, women's matches. Uh, Zoe Stark and... Um, oh, my Nikita God. Lyons. Yes, Nikita Lyons against um, Natalia and Sonya Deville. So we'll, we'll, we'll have the semifinals of the women's tournament totally filled out after tomorrow or Friday. And then the winner of that match. Raquel Rodriguez and right in uh, the in the semifinals. Yep. So, alrighty then. So on behalf of the Nuggets, Greg, just the luckiest tribute for the top rope report. Say thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you for number five hundred on Sunday. Oops. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.